hello, and welcome to our podcast here at Discovery Point Church. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message inspires you and is the beginning of a life-changing relationship with Jesus. Enjoy the message. I did want to bring uh, briefly a, a quick word to you this morning out of the book of Esther, chapter 4. So if you want to turn in your Bibles there um, and get ready to go, that's where we're going to be. I'll give us a, a quick summary real quick before we get there. Um, but we should probably pray even before we do that, right? That's a good thing to do. So let's pray, and then we'll get into the Word of God. Uh, Heavenly Father, we, we love you so much, and we just thank you, God, for, for who you are. Um, just all the things that we've seen today you do in the lives of four-year-olds all the way up to 18-year-olds, God. You, you were so creative, and you're always working. And God, we just praise you, and we thank you for that, that you've given us the opportunity as adults to, God, witness your hand in the lives of, of youngins, God. And we just, we just praise you and thank you for that. Um, Lord, I pray now as we, we turn to your word, God, that you would help us to receive what you have for us today. Uh, in, in Psalms 23, you say that you lead us to still waters, Lord. And I pray that right now we would just, we would fill that, God, that we would be led to still waters, that whatever burdens we're carrying, whatever things are going on in our life, Lord, we would just surrender them over to you and we would just Take a moment to, to take a breath and, God, realize that we're here for you to get better um, and to receive what you have for us today, Lord Jesus. And I pray for myself as I know I can't do this without you, Lord, so I will not try. But I'll abide in you as you abide in me and ask that when words fill me, Lord, you would speak. God, help us to have some fun today, too, and just enjoy this time. And we ask all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So before we get to, to Esther chapter 4, um, I'll give you a quick recap. To, to what we're at here. So Esther, if you don't know, the book is about uh, her. Her name is Esther. She's a young Jewish woman who finds herself uh, as the queen of Persia. And in this story, there's an antagonist. His name is Haman. He is the highest official to the king. He's kind of the king's right-hand man. Um, and Haman, he's got beef with Esther's cousin, Mordecai. Mordecai would not bow down to Haman, and because of that, he gets all upset, and he puts this plan into place, and, and he's trying to eradicate the Jewish population from this kingdom. That's a bit of an overaction, if you ask me. Right, he probably could have took a deep breath right there and thought of something else, but that's kind of where, where he goes. He kind of loses it and, and puts this plan into place. And so that's where we're going to pick up, all right? Y'all with me? We've got Esther. She's the queen. Mordecai, her cousin, has got beef with Haman, who's losing his mind and overreacting. Y'all got me? Okay. I don't know what you're watching on Netflix right now. It's not better than the book of Esther, though. I can tell you that. <laughs> it's not better than that. So where we're going to pick up, the, ha- the, the, the plan is in place. Hammond's going about his business, and, and Mordecai finds out about this plan, and we're going to hop into this conversation between Esther and Mordecai, and uh, this was before uh, texting, so they're communicating back and forth through a guy. Uh, I'm going to pronounce his name Hathach, all right, or Hathach. I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. I just know I can't say it how it's supposed to be said. Also, if you're looking for a baby name, I think Hathach is probably, it's probably available for you. Okay, let's go. Esther chapter 4, verse 6 says, So Hathach went out to Mordecai in the square in front of the palace gate. Mordecai told him the whole story, including the exact amount of money Haman had promised to pay into the royal treasury for the destruction of the Jews. Mordecai gave Athach a copy of the decree issued in Susa that called for the death of all the Jews. 
He asked the thatch to show it to Esther and explain the situation to her. He also asked the thatch to direct her to go to the king to beg for mercy and plead for her people. So the thatch returned to Esther with Mordecai's message. Then Esther told the thatch to go back and relay this message to Mordecai. All the king's officials and even the people in the provinces know that anyone who appears before the king and his inner court without being invited is doomed to die unless the king holds out his gold scepter. And the king has not called me for him to call me for him to go in 30 days. So Athach gave Esther's message to Mordecai. Mordecai sent this reply to Esther. Don't think for a moment that because you're in the palace, you will escape when all the other Jews are killed. If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. And who knows if perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai, go and gather together all the Jews of Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will do the same. And then though it is against the law, I will go in to see the king. If I must die, I must die. So Mordecai went away and did everything that Esther had ordered him to do. So that is the, the conversation I want to dive into today. And if you read the rest of the story, you see that, that Esther acts very courageously. And her courage, it's rewarded. She, she saves her people, and it does not end up well uh, for our guy, Hammond. Um, but, but it's an incredible story that I would encourage you to spend some time in. But today I want to just pull in uh, this conversation, and I want to pull something out for us. And what I want to pull out is that there's power in courage. There's power in courage. What I think Mordecai does for Esther in this conversation is he helps her to see that, that she can step into this moment right now and own it and be courageous. That, that she can step into this moment, not just for herself, but for the benefit of her people. Mordecai helps Esther to see that it's actually by the grace of God that she is where she's at right now in this moment. He speaks truth into her life, helps her to see that her life matters, that her life can make a difference. But it's up to her to take the risk, to be courageous, and step into it. I think if you kind of just summarized all this stuff that I see Mordecai saying to Esther here, is he's essentially saying to Esther, Esther, what will you do with this life that God has given you? What will you do with this life that God has given you? And that's a question I want to pose to, to you today, pose to us. What, what will we do with this life that God has given us? Will we live it for ourselves, for our own glory, for our own gain, for our own comfort? What will we live it so we can accomplish things for ourselves to, to make much of ourselves? Or will we understand that this life that we have, it's a gift from God? Last night, we, we worshiped to the song that it's his breath in our lungs. It's his breath in our lungs. My friends, can we acknowledge today that every breath that we get the privilege to take it's a gift from God, that God has created us wonderfully. He's created us beautifully, created us on purpose with intent and with value. You are beautifully and wonderfully made is what the Bible says. Your life matters. It matters more than you actually understand that it does. You have more value than you understand that you do. And this value comes from our loving heavenly father who gave everything for you. Jesus came to give us life and life in abundance. My friends, what will we do with this life that he's given us? Right now, you have life. What will you do with it? The theme that, that I challenged our students with this summer going into Zona was, was what you see on the screen here, that, that we are once in a lifetime. 
We are once in a lifetime. I wanted our students to begin to understand that they are unique and that they are special and their life has value and it has meaning. I wanted them to begin to develop a healthy and a biblical self-confidence, a belief in themselves, not, not prideful, not boastful, but the kind of confidence that comes from knowing that I am a son, I am a daughter of God. The kind of confidence that should come out that knowing I am beautifully and wonderfully made. I wanted our students to understand that they have gifts and talents and abilities and passions. And I wanted them to take those things, I wanted them to own them. And I want them to grow them. And I want them to, to spend time on them. And I want them to take those things and then give it right back to God. Say, God, how can I use this to glorify you? God, how can I use this to further your kingdom? God, you, you have given me this. How can I use it for you? And you can ask our kids. We, we sat down the first night at camp and Miss Deborah, my witness, I said, yo, we are not here to have fun. That's what I told them. I said, we're not here to have fun. We're here to get better. We're here to connect and grow in our relationship with God. We're here to leave CBU on that, that dadgum charter bus better than we rolled up in. The fun was going to come, but that's not why we were there. And, and it was amazing to, to watch our students really own that and really take hold of that. And, and I got to see God work in, in incredible ways out of that. But that's what I wanted our students to know, that they are once in a lifetime, that they are special. And I want them right now to begin to own that and take hold of that and use it to further God's kingdom. I want to give you a quote from, from Pastor Louis Giglio. Um, another baby name for you right there. That's a great one. It says, but God made, you the, God made you with uniqueness and specificity. He knows your talents and giftings. He wove them into you. He knows your strengths and your weaknesses. He wrote down all the days of your life in his book before there was yet one. He knows how you're wired, what you enjoy, what brings you life, because he made you in his image. And he invites you to be a daughter or a son of his kingdom. My friends, this is the message that I want to bring to you today, that you are once in a lifetime, that your life matters, that your life has value. And I know a lot of us in this room, we're a little bit older than these young bucks, but God's not done using us yet. God's not done with you yet. Yeah, our knees hurt sometimes. Backs hurt a little bit, right? But God's not done working. He's not done using us. So I want to challenge you that today, that you are once in a lifetime, that he's given you different talents, different gifts, different abilities, placed you where you need to be placed right now. Can I challenge you to step in and be courageous and do something for the kingdom of God? To, to spend time in prayer God, how, how can I glorify you right now? How can I glorify you in my family? How can I glorify you in my job? How can I glorify you at my gym, on the pickleball court, right? Like whatever your thing is, begin to pray about those things and ask how you can use these gifts, use these passions, use these talents, these abilities to glorify God. Y'all, we, we, we are once in a lifetime. Let's not waste it, y'all. Let's not waste it. Let's live this life with courage. Let's live it with passion. Let's live it with love. And let's watch the trail that comes behind us. And I'll admit, though, sometimes it can be challenging. Sometimes it can be hard. That's why it takes courage, right? I mean, I, I look at the story of Esther, and I think about Mordecai, who is before the, the part that we read. He was kind of freaking out about what was going on. And I think about that dude thinking about how to fix it, and he goes... I got to ask Esther to do this, right? Like Esther's the place. She's going to have to lay it all out there. Like that takes a lot of courage, right? To have a hard conversation, to share truth with somebody, 
but he does it. He, he has to be courageous too. And then the, the courage that it took for Esther to, to step in and, and do what she did. Sometimes courage looks like that. It looks like this really big and hard and, and challenging thing, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes courage looks like just getting up out of bed that day. Sometimes it looks like coming to church. Sometimes it looks like getting baptized or getting on stage in front of a bunch of people. Sometimes it's reaching out to somebody and asking them if they're okay, asking how you can pray for somebody. We can be honest, sometimes it takes courage to ask somebody to pray for you. Sometimes courage looks like inviting somebody over for dinner, going to sit by somebody that's by themselves. Sometimes courage looks like forgiveness, it looks like sacrifice, it looks like vulnerability. Courage can take so many different forms, can look like so many different things, but courage is always worth it. Acts of courage are always worth doing because more often than not, they're for the benefit of somebody else. Now, I want to close by just sharing a story with you um, to, to give you an example of how courage can, can affect somebody because I found myself uh, on the end of somebody's courage uh, recently. Um, we got back from Zona Camp uh, that, this, what, two Sundays ago, um, and I walked into the building the same time as Mr. Tom and Ms. Pepper Grote. Uh, and if you don't know Tom and Pepper, you're missing out. They are two of the most incredible people uh, on the planet. Um, and Ms. Pepper came up to me that day and she handed me this, this manila envelope. Uh, and she said something to me when she handed it along the lines of God wanted me to give this to you. So if Ms. Pepper says that, I'm going to take her at her word, right? And I'm going to say, okay. So I took the package and opened it up the next day. And, and what was inside was this, this journal. And, and what this journal is, is uh, Ms. Pepper's prayer journal. And the week before we left for camp, if you guys remember, we passed out bracelets for everybody to take one and pray for the name that was on the bracelet. And Miss Pepper, she drew my name, and so she committed to, to praying for me and our youth group that whole week. She even started a brand new journal for it. Um, and so she gave me this uh, on Sunday, and I know that it took a lot of courage for her to do that um, and a lot of vulnerability. I mean, this is her prayer journal, right? I don't want nobody seeing my prayer journal. <laughs> took a lot of courage for her to, to give this to somebody. Um, but she gave it to me, and it was crazy. As I began to, to open it up and read these prayers that she had written down, and there are multiple prayers for every day we were there, I began to see that every day Miss Pepper would pray something and that I personally got to witness God answer that prayer. And, y'all, this was not, these are not general kind of big like ballpark prayers, but they were very specific and they were very real. And I was blown away at how good and incredible God is because she was praying for somebody's chains to fall off and I got to pray with a student and watch those chains fall off. She began to pray for our student ministry to step up and be leaders. And I got to watch our kids run like maniacs to the front of the stage and everybody else follow. And there's, I mean, multiple prayers every day that I got to witness God answer. And it was one of the most meaningful and incredible things that, that I've ever seen uh, in, in my life. And, and as I was thinking about this, I was reminded uh, of a quote from Viola Davis. She gave this speech to a college, and she said that you can either leave something for people or you can leave something in people. And my friends, when, when Ms. Pepper gave this to me, what God really did was use her to, to put something inside of me, a, a deeper faith a stronger belief in prayer, a bigger and more proper view of God that, that he hears our prayers and that he can do something about them. 
I grew in my relationship with Jesus Christ because of the courage of somebody else. And I want to ask you today, who can your courage help? Who can your boldness, who can your courage, who can your faith benefit? What, what can you do for the kingdom of God today that, that somebody's going to be on the other end of it and they're going to be better because of it? My friends, I, I think there's people in this room that are waiting on, there's people that, are, that we know and they are waiting on us to be courageous. They need us to step up. They need us to ask them how they're doing. They need us to start praying for them. They need us to start that Bible study. They need us to invite them over for dinner. Y'all, God, we're going to use us to do some incredible things. I truly believe that. But I'm challenging us to really begin to pray this prayer. God, who, who can my courage help? Who, who can my faith help? Because there's people that need us. I, I drove a, a family home last night and the mom was talking about how the Lord placed it on her heart. She sees all of these single moms in her apartment complex that just look like they're in need. And she goes, I think God put it on my heart to begin to reach out to them and, and help them and connect with them. Like, it can look like that. My wife was here last night, and, and she taught a cycle class this morning, uh, and she put worship music in her cycle class. Like, that's a step of courage, right? People got to hear the name of Jesus while they're sweating their face off this morning. But that, that's what courage can look like, taking a risk and, and doing something. And, and, and even my man Noah, who is just such an incredible kid, man, we had a conversation at camp, and, and he said, man, when I grow up, I want to help other people who have gone through what I've gone through to let them know that they can make it through it too, right? That's what courage looks like, y'all. It can look like so many different things, but that, that chance is always worth taking. It's always worth stepping into because it's going to help somebody else out, and it's going to glorify God. Y'all feel me? Now, we all once in a lifetime, y'all. Let's not waste it. Let's not waste it. I'm going to share uh, one more verse with you, and then I'll pray for us. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. That's the spirit that is inside of us. Let's light that fire. Let's light that fire. Let me pray for us. Father God, we love you so much. And God, we know that, God, we're, we're nothing without you. But our value, our purpose, our meaning, it all comes from you. God, that we are beautifully and wonderfully made. We are not accidents. We are not happenstances, God. But you have created us for such a time as this. God, use us as you will. Help us to be bold. Help us to be courageous. Help us to step into the things, God, that you're calling us to. God, you have given us this life. May we not waste it but may we appreciate every breath that we take because it comes from you. Help us to gain the perspective we need, God, to, to further your kingdom. God, and to make this world a better place, I pray that you would use us. God, I pray um, just for our church and just there's so many cool things that are going on right now and it's amazing to see. But God, we know that, that this new building and even the, the student space that's coming, it, it, it's not just about buildings, but it's about people. And it's about creating a place to feel loved and belong. It's about equipping people to go out, Lord, and live the life that you've called us to. So God, I pray just over our church, God, that you would continue to bless our ministry. You continue to protect our ministry. God, that, that you would give us the faith, like Paul says in, in 2 Timothy. He says, I know the one who I trust. God, may we know you deeper and deeper and deeper every day. God, so that we can continue to move forward as a church body, as a team, as a family, to make an impact for your kingdom and to make this world a better place. 
Lord, I just pray um, for everybody in here, Lord, if you're, if you're speaking to anybody right now, giving them an idea, if you're birthing something in them. God, speak loud and clear. Help them to be dedicated and prayerful over the things that you put on our hearts. And then, God, when the time comes, help us to be courageous and step into what you've called us to. God, we love you, and we thank you, and we ask all this in your name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. We pray you allow this message to transform you to take what you learned and share the love of Jesus to those around you. You can stay informed and connected by following Discovery Point Church on all social media platforms. Thank you and God bless you.